This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's L running, my Hubbards? I'm Robert Evans. This is Behind the Bastards, the podcast where we talk about the very worst people in all of history. And today is our super special conclusion episode of the life of L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, and with me today to talk about the last 10 years of the craziest man in history's life is Michael Swaim and Abe Epperson. Hey. Hi. 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 Thank you for having us. I was making uh, like cheering and crowd sounds with my mouth. I don't oh, it sounded, I thought it sounded mechanical to it, me. I didn't do a good job. I thought, I thought you just <laughs> did that for every 10 minutes to like seep out all the saliva from your no. mouth. No. no. You know what I do when I fuck something up like that, though, mm-hmm. is I toss my throwing bagels oh, the wall. You told yeah! me. <laughs> oh, yep. I was aware of the throwing bagel trope. I thought they were individually thrown no, this no, was a no. three pack this people. is a three pack yeah he's angry and they they bounced right off the wall and back to me so yeah. i'm i'm rearmed with my throwing bagels we're also in a room with dozens of panels you could have targeted you targeted one right by someone's head I guess. yeah <laughs> well that's because the nature of the bounce means it won't hit sophie if i oh, hit okay. the board to her left it'll bounce yeah. right back to me yeah. I'm an expert. At I love that you keep bagels. them contained in the bag, though. So your vigilanteism is at least kind. I didn't like, want to get crumbs everywhere. Exactly. Like it's, you're, you get ants and rats and stuff. That yeah, that's way. yeah, that's yeah. how you get rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want rats inside the house. I only want rats in the houses of my enemies. There's only the the government acceptable level of rat in this studio, and I appreciate that. Yeah, which is five. Yeah, that's yeah. the max. Yeah. Same as peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why there's so many rats. I the open uh, peanut butter jars yeah. from back when I had well, throwing peanut they're butter. They're trying to rescue their rat friends who were in the peanut butter yeah. jars. Yeah. See, I have five rats at home too, and I'm in like a ratatouille situation. So. <laughs> Haven't seen that movie, but I think a guy cooks rats into food and yeah, then Abe, serves them to the people of France. Abe's eating rats. Abe's eating <laughs> yeah, rats. That's what at that home. is. That's what he's trying Your to tell you. Your version of ratatouille is the correct one. <laughs> well, I mean, the rent is too damn high in this town. We all, yeah, we all have really to eat is. the odd rat. Now, did y'all both listen to uh, the three-parter I did on the life of, of L. Ron Hubbard, or LRH? I did. I did. Indeed. Now, yeah. I got to ask, before we before we get in, were you surprised to learn that he, in fact, could fuck? <laughs> oh, I, I was ready to immediately answer no to everything you said, because I've done, of like, he's not the most obscure bastard you've covered. No, you know? not at all. I've done my own yeah. research, but yeah, that was the one detail. Yeah. You found the one detail that was surprising. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I also... I was very pleased because I'm like I. It's not like he needed a win. No, you know, no. like he definitely didn't <laughs> need a win. Kind of nailed it. <laughs> but it's just kind of one of those, like, 
just one of those things that like life just serves up to you. Like reality just says, and circumstance. Yeah. And yeah. you go, ah, yes, back to nihilism. Yeah, it's when like you find out Milton Berle had a foot long dick. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, why? But okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. If there's one thing that came across in that book of a thousand Milton Berle jokes. <laughs> I had that as a kid. Yeah. Man, you just flashed me back to I haven't thought of it in 20 years. And I remember thinking as a seven-year-old reading that, I bet this guy had a fucking salami that could have knocked a dog's yeah, head off. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just dead- as a little child imagining that. <laughs> it was dedicated to his testicles for all the weight they bear. <laughs> as a kid, I just didn't think anything of that, you know. No, it just seemed like a normal old comedian talking about exactly. his balls. Yeah. Speaking of old comedians talking about their balls, or not speaking of that at all. (laughs) When we last left L. Ron Hubbard, he'd just come ashore in Florida after multiple years of shirking all the laws of land and most of the laws of sea. Old, ill, and as crazy as a cat with an inner ear infection, Hubbard launched Operation Goldmine. This was his plan to create the mecca of Scientology, an entire city dedicated to the religion where Scientologists could rule one another and other people based on the enlightened principles of their glorious religion. Now... You guys are going to build a mecca to your own personal religions. Where do you pick? Oh, boy. Well, I'll just... You got... See, this is an improv rule. You know, Mm -hmm. you're on the spot. First answer, no censorship. What came to mind was Portland, Oregon. (laughs) No, that's a great place to have a cult. Um, That's that's where I plan to have a cult. I think because I'm seeing you, but also because I've often... That's been at the top of my list of Mm -hmm. other places to live when when and if I leave L.A., um, but I also heard your episode about, in part, the history yeah. of Portland. So I feel bad saying that. I would no. put mine on top of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Way better. Just you so, have more time to think. It, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I have more time to think, yeah. In general, on Mount Rushmore. Question yeah. is, would it be your face? Is your mecca in the shape of your face? It could be whatever fuck I want. Okay. Just you Sorry. frowning down on four presidents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On my ongoing battle to beat the presidents. <laughs> yeah. That is what we know about Abe. Well, L. Ron Hubbard was, as I think we've established, the craziest man who ever lived. Mm-hmm. He's a mm-hmm. contender in that. And as the craziest man who ever lived, he picked the craziest state. And I say this as a Texan. Nobody beats Florida okay. in All the right. in the crazy state lottery. Sure. That, it's It's got to be Florida. And, of course, L. Ron Hubbard picked the city of Clearwater, Florida. Now, there was a downside to this, which is that the site that L. Ron Hubbard and his minions selected for their faith's new capital was already occupied by tens of thousands of people who were not Scientologists. So this was a problem, but not an insurmountable one, because mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard has had, as as he had, you know, most of our Conspiracy last three episode episodes. Conspiracy theory just spawned. <laughs> oh, it's not a theory. No, has, has. Oh, oh, oh. He's, he's popping around. Oh, he's still alive? I, yeah. I hope his head's frozen in a jar. I'd like to see him mm-hmm. get one more act. I'd like to see him and Ted Williams' head fight each other someday. Sure. <laughs> Just rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where after everything we went through in the first three episodes, it's it's shocking to me how much gas this guy had left in the This tank. is only the last decade, right? This is Just the last, like, ten years of his life. Hammer that Jeez. home again. This is the Game of Thrones finale episode. <laughs> yeah. This is not the whole run. Most dictators get a two-part, maybe a three-part. Mm-hmm. Like, L. Ron Hubbard, <laughs> this is a five-parter on him. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Clearwater, Florida is located west of Tampa and north of St. Petersburg. Clear. On the far edge of Florida's Midwest coast. Yep. It has a fine harbor, which was good because L. Ron Hubbard still fancied himself a commodore. And as you uh, you pointed out there, Michael, the city's name Clearwater made it a perfect fit with L. Ron Hubbard's religious canon. Because, of course, clear is the state of being, like... Going clear. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the whole goal in the Scientology canon. In 1975, when a disguised L. Ron Hubbard arrived with his retinue, Clearwater was a sleepy retirement community. It went by the nickname Sparkling Clearwater, and a third of its 100,000 citizens were over 65. It was not a place that prided itself on hustle and bustle. The town's most prominent building was the old Fort Harrison Hotel, an increasingly decrepit monument to Clearwater's glory days. The hotel was empty and for sale. In October, the Southern Land Sales and Development Corporation purchased the old hotel. The local attorney who represented the building's old owners called it one of the strangest transactions he'd ever seen. The building's new buyers had paid $2.3 million in cash for the building, and the fact that they had $2.3 million in cash was literally all he knew about them. The buyers would not even admit to having a telephone number. Good little gold eyes. Smell a grift coming. (laughs) It's almost impressive they didn't run afoul of Disney operatives buying land out from Florida residents. If if there's to expand any group like 
crazier and wealthier than the Disney Corporation sure, yeah. in this period of time. Definitely. It's the Church of Scientology. Now it's Disney. I mean, we all have a long, like humans have a long history of just like, if you get enough people and put them in a spot, you can declare that yours. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly what I plan to do someday in Oregon. Like get you a guys, bunch of people. You guys saw that documentary, Wild Wild Country. Yes. Like, like that, that literally is my goal. Minus poisoning that town, probably. I saw the first four episodes. Being the important. And and I was like, it's kind of boring. They're not culty enough for my, like, the part of me that wants to watch it. And everyone said something happened. So now I know they poison a town. Yeah, they they, they poison the shit out of a town. Yeah, we're past spoiler range. (laughs) I think they were kind of on the right, though. Anyway, let's move on past that. on the town. Yeah. Less than a week later, the Southern Land Development Corporation bought another of the city's landmarks, the Bank of Clearwater Building. They paid $550,000, again, in cash. Now, residents started talking after this, and they talked even more when a strange old man in a green jumpsuit showed up in town and publicly announced that the Southern Land Company would be leasing the buildings to a group called the United Churches of Florida. He claimed that the United Churches would host religious meetings and seminars there. Now, this perplexed local journalists. They could find no records anywhere of the United Churches of Florida ever existing. This was because there was no United Churches of Florida, or Southern Land Development Company for that matter. Both organizations were, of course, fronts for the Church of Scientology. Mm. On December 5th, L. Ron Hubbard officially announced Project Power 3, a.k.a. Operation Normandy. I shave with that. That's, mm-hmm. It gets really close <laughs> to the grain. It's, it's got nice. those three it's blades. Smooth, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that with a full beard. Yeah. <laughs> Look. No, uh, no one at this table shaves regularly. The literature, no. the literature they handed me made me understand that I am clean shaven. <laughs> the Scientology razor works. This is just my sin coming out of my face. Oh. Yeah, he's clear shaven. I'm going to get it audited away. Yeah. yeah, you're shaved on the inside, which is where exactly. it counts. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. hairs, little thetans. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> now, the purpose of Operation Normandy was, quote, to fully investigate the Clearwater City and County area so we can distinguish our friends from our enemies and handle is needed hubbard's overall plan to accomplish this was quote to locate opinion leaders then their enemies the dirt scandal vested interest crime of the enemies with overt data as much as possible then turn this over to united churches who will approach the opinion leader and get his agreement to look into a specific subject which will lead to the enemy's crimes united churches then discovers the scandal etc and turns it over to the opinion leader for his use ops can be done as a follow-up to remove or restrain the enemy so wow, just gets right into it with it's, how do we deal with our enemies that we're gonna make? That's his like, tool is to blackmail so quick, like he doesn't like someone introduces you by pointing him across the room at a party, like oh yeah, that's my friend Elron. He's got dirt on you. Damn, yeah. that was fast. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean he's like in his sixties at this point. He's experienced. Mm-hmm. He knows he doesn't pussyfoot around. Like no. it's time to we're gonna make enemies, so we need a plan to it's, destroy them. <laughs> our mob boat has reached land. Begin discovering everyone's sins. Yeah. You know, in like video games where you're supposed to like you have like offense and defense, and you have yeah. to power them both up. He's done this enough to know he's like, well, it's good to be ahead of the curve on the defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been playing for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, one of these enemies was a reporter for the Clearwater Sun named Mark Sableman. Mark had been sniffing around the church's operations in Clearwater and had revealed some evidence that suggested the United Churches were really the Church of Scientology. And so, on January 26, 1976, a church official named Joe Liza wrote up a scheme to get Mark fired. Quote, have a woman, elderly, go into the office and in grief and misemotion start screaming that she wants to see Sableman's boss. She goes in and sees this man and screams and cries about Sableman sexually assaulting her son or grandson. The woman takes a magazine which is lurid and perverted and throws it into the face of the man, woman, and screams, look what he gave my son, not to mention what the pervert did, sob, sob, to my Johnny. I'm going to the police. If you can't do something about that pervert Sableman, I will see that they do something to you. So, Mm. journalist... Reveals the very basic detail yeah. that they're secretly buying up land. And I see that, where this is going. Yeah. And that at one point in time, sob sob to my Johnny was yeah, a that's, phrase. That's literally how used. it's written. Yeah. Sob sob to my Johnny. <laughs> yeah. That's like a song you would hear at the sock hop. Or like it's it, it, it could be kind of like a like a greeting too, like sob sob to my Johnny. <laughs> that should be your top for yeah. next episode. Yeah. Sob sob, sob my Johnny's. Sob sob. What's sobbing my Johnny's? There you go. There we go. Yeah. Throughout later 1975 and early 1976, Clearwater flooded with young, uniformed Scientologists. They began renovating the church's new acquisitions downtown. Their presence was strange and discomforting for locals, since the newcomers refused to answer questions on who they worked for and what they were doing. 
Hubbard himself supervised the construction efforts from five miles away in a condominium complex in the nearby town of Dunedin. During his few visits into Clearwater, he posed as a photographer. His initial plan was to sneak into a respected position in local society by posing as a photographer, taking pictures to encourage local tourism. In a letter to one member of the Guardian office, which was the trunk of the Church of Scientology aimed at protecting mm. L. Ron Hubbard, he wrote, quote, Taking pictures of beautiful Clearwater is the local button. My portrait of the mayor will hang in the city hall. Never fear. Uh, okay. So pretentious. <laughs> first of all, it's clear that he was like, well, I'm not going to live there. Find me the nerdiest sounding town. Yeah, I got to live in a J.R. <laughs> Tolkien named town. Yeah. Uh, I am Elrond, after mm. all. Yeah, he, he is. Elrond and Dunedin. Yeah, he's an yeah. elf who collided with a space telescope. Elrond Hubble, right? <laughs> yeah, <that does>. um, <laughs> Which actually just turns out to be an orc. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, is he allowed... Back on land, I thought he was going to get arrested. Oh yeah, at any no, time. he's 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 not allowed. That's why he's always okay. in disguise and hiding. <laughs> so yeah. he's like on the. I mean, because I thought the boat was his sort of final solve for yeah. av- evading the law. But even in this late stage, he's like, I'm risking it. He's, I'm making a. He's risking it now. Okay. He he's he's being hidden at this point. He has mm-hmm. a whole team of people. The Guardian Office is just there to keep people off his back. Which would sound silly if you hadn't just dropped the KKK episode yeah. where they're like the exalted Cyclops. Oh yeah, and, and the shit. King Klegel. Oh, the clavy. Yeah. The clavies. <laughs> my clavies. Uh, unfortunately for L. Ron Hubbard, the mayor of Clearwater had no interest in being photographed by a strange old man. He was deeply concerned with this army of anonymous invaders. At one point, he reached out to the United Churches and said, quote, I am discomfited by the increasing visibility of security personnel armed with billy clubs and mace employed by the United Churches of Florida. I am unable to understand why this degree of security is required by a religious organization. Whoa. UCF, more like you. UFC, am I right? <laughs> it's like a reasonable question. Yeah, yeah, it seems like you brought an army to our sleepy <laughs> retirement town. Yeah. And also, like, why? A Catholic priest walking down a cobblestone street, yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, how you doing, lads? Just smacking a nightstick <laughs> into his hand. Yeah. That is discomforting. Yeah. I think that's the perfect that word. Is, that is the perfect word. <laughs> yeah. It became clear that the Scientologists would need to stage a reveal of their organization to the people of Clearwater. In early 1976, they held a meeting at the Fort Harrison Hotel, officiated by L. Ron Hubbard himself. He wore a beret, khaki fatigues, and headphones, and local religious leaders watched in wonder and confusion as this bizarre man presided over the setup of microphones and stage-managed the production of the press conference down to the tiniest detail. He was introduced as Mr. Hubbard, an engineer. This, we could have got him! Why didn't they get him? <laughs> one of the, one again, one of the, like, kind of through lines of any time you read about criminals in the 70s, like, the FBI really wasn't very good at its job. I mean, you could debate whether or not they still are, but everyone was kind of asleep at the wheel until September 11th, mm. which, you know, is part of why September 11th happens. Right. It's <laughs> almost as if in the human narrative, there's incompetence has always been mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially of those of power. Yeah. It shouldn't have been super hard to find L. Ron Hubbard. Now, 500 local citizens attended the meeting where they were shown the renovations done to the Fort Harrison Hotel. Scientology representatives tried to reassure them that the church was a fundamentally friendly force with no nefarious aims towards their town. A spokesman for the church told them, Scientologists are people who don't drink or violate laws. They are friendly and want to contribute. The very next day, the Church of Scientology filed a $1 million lawsuit against the mayor of Clearwater, Gabriel Cazares, suing him for libel, slander, and a bevy of civil rights violations. A few days after announcing his presence in Florida and instantly suing the mayor of the town, L. Ron Hubbard went out to get a suit tailored near Dunedin. It turned out that the tailor was a science fiction fan, and since Ron was a proud narcissist, he immediately revealed his identity to the fan and told him he was staying nearby. The news percolated through the local rumor mill, and before long, it was common knowledge that the prophet of Scientology was hanging out in Dunedin rather than Clearwater. Now at the time, there were numerous pending lawsuits and investigations against the church, and the fact that Hubbard's location had been revealed by himself made him incredibly paranoid. Within days of revealing himself to Clearwater, he and his entourage fled 1,200 miles north to Georgetown. Hubbard grew a beard and bought a new wardrobe from a local Salvation Army store. One of his aides, who'd been with him during his long boat journey, noted that it was strange because on the ship he had all these phobias about dust and smells and how his clothes had to be washed, but all that vanished when we were living together in Washington. So kind he, of, he goes boho. Kind of an yeah. Assange arc for him. Yeah, he had, like a, he had like a second religion family. 
Mm-hmm. He had a like secret. two <laughs> secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh man, it's they're just pests, though, mm-hmm. right? Like they just anytime anyone might be a threat, they just throw everything at them. I'm gonna yeah. sue you then. Oh yeah. Didn't you hear? They just throw everything at, at everyone in any area they're in before yeah. they get to know anyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how you react to threats when you have infinite money and are is just a lunatic. And I think it's a sign of your own. Like I feel like from your previous episodes too, he walked around with a lot of darkness inside him. Like yeah. there are some people who I think have done horrendous things and it really goes off them like water mm-hmm. off a duck's back. His just sheer obsession with, well, everyone's got dirt. Everyone's mm-hmm. got skeletons. The trick in life is just to find the skeletons first. <laughs> That's the act of someone who's like, yeah, I have the most skeletons. I have so many skeletons. <laughs> preemptively throwing skeletons. I kidnapped at my you. own baby. <laughs> and if you say anything about these skeletons, I'm going to create new skeletons. <laughs> it's also incredible that he... Uh, I wish I could have been there in his head in the moment he's leaving the tailor's office when it turned from like, it was nice meeting a fan. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, Shit. L, that was real bad, L. <laughs> all, all, the, all the crimes you've been committing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Lil Ron. Mm-hmm. Lil Ron. So he grows to Georgetown and grows mm. a beard, mm. like we all do at some point. Uh-huh. Now, while Hubbard hid out in Georgetown, he continued to direct a variety of clandestine operations down in Clearwater. His main goal was to unseat Gabriel Cazares, who had grown into a figure of almost Luciferian importance to the Scientologists. And get his... that portrait. He yeah. still wants that he portrait. He still wants that portrait, yeah. They were really worried about his moderate concern about them taking over his town with a paramilitary security force. According to the book, Bareface Messiah, quote, Scientologists had gone back to his hometown of Alpine, Texas, trawled through public records, nosed around the courthouse, and even checked the headstones in the local graveyard without success. But then it was disclosed that Cazares would be attending the National Mayor's Conference in Washington from 11th or 13th to 17th March, and the Guardian's office made hasty plans to give him a welcome. A Scientologist posing as a Washington reporter sought an interview with Cazares and introduced him to a friend, Sharon Thomas, who offered to show the mayor the sights of Washington. Miss Thomas was, of course, working for the Guardian's office. Driving with the mayor through scenic rock Creek Park, she temporarily lost control of her car and ran into a pedestrian who crumpled dramatically. To the mayor's horror, Miss Thomas accelerated away without stopping, leaving the injured man lying on the road. Mm-hmm. Is the injured man also a plant? Yep. Yeah, okay. he's a scientist. Everyone involved is a Scientologist, but the mayor. So this, this is, like, is like a play for no one. It's like in The Simpsons when they put on a play to convince Mr. Burns to fund the school or some shit. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah. I wonder if they rehearsed. Oh, they must have. They must yeah. have. And it, and it's all for his him to feel Either more that, important. Or right? he had a team always practicing to fake a hit yeah. and run just because he knew at some point God. I'm going to need this. this. Wow. So I'm going to do this. I want to be in those morning production meetings. <laughs> yeah. We're just sitting right, 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 right. He was talking last night about not feeling like so great when he's yeah. like he's not tall. So can we just like... Let's build his platform, make him taller for everything. Who are everything. our shortest people yeah. we can yeah. put around him? Yeah, they were doing also, this shit. I want to see the scenes that they rehearsed that were cut. Like, yeah. uh, okay, in case the mayor gets carried off by a giant bird of prey, we have this great scene worked out. It never happened. It just, like, stayed yeah. on the cutting room floor. Yeah. With There's, the Thetans. With the Thetans. They're probably, that's why I get the acting connection now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh. They had to do a lot of improv. We'll be getting a little <laughs> more into that, too. pedestrian, Thomas Cruz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his first role. Yeah. Now, the plan was to use this hit and run to discredit the mayor. A Guardian's office memo noted, I should think the mayor's political days are at an end. Of course, a faked hit and run committed by someone else did not have the derailing effect on the mayor's career that the Guardian's office he was had hoped. A passenger. Yeah. <laughs> but Hubbard was ready the same day with another plan to try and convince Miami's Cuban population that the mayor of Clearwater was pro Castro. Oh, so, God. like most of L. Ron Hubbard's harebrained schemes, this one did not bear fruit. The Commodore cooked up ideas like IHOP cooks pancakes poorly and constantly. But all of his schemes were not half-assed. Mm. And while all this was going on, the Church of Scientology was deep in the middle of the most ambitious scheme of its history to date, Operation Snow White. Ooh. On November 9th, 1975, an agent of the church, codenamed Silver, walked into the Internal Revenue <laughs> Service headquarters in Washington, D.C. He entered the office of attorney Charles Zuvrayan, although he had no legal right to be there, and began taking documents. He made copies of hundreds of confidential tax documents and then walked out the door with them. Like the purchase of the Fort Harrison Hotel, this was done under the express orders of L. Ron Hubbard. The genesis of Snow White had come in 1973, whilst Hubbard and his Sea Org were still trawling international waters. 
Multiple nations refused to let the Scientologists dock at their ports, and L. Ron Hubbard decided this was due to a worldwide conspiracy to discredit his church, rather than its numerous, numerous crimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he Everyone thinks I'm an asshole. Oh, yeah. It must Why? be a conspiracy. Yeah. A conspiracy. I'm going to dress up like Spider-Man and ruin his good name. <laughs> <laughs> Hubbard tasked Scientology's investigative arm, the Guardian Office, with countering this false information. The name Snow White was picked because Hubbard claimed the government's case against him was, in essence, a fable. Now, and call it Operation Fable. That's way cooler. Well, he went with Snow White. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Under the direction of his wife, Mary Hubbard, Operation Snow White would grow into a sprawling infiltration of the U.S. federal government at every level. Agent Silver's theft of IRS documents was just one part of the scheme. Agent Silver was really IRS clerk Gerald Wolfe, and in that capacity, he was able to steal more than 30,000 pages worth of documents. By the beginning of 1975, the church had actually succeeded in placing agents inside the IRS, the U.S. Coast Guard, and the DEA. Now, this scheme was executed entirely by agents of the Guardian Office. They were trained to lie, or in Scientology terms, outflow false data in order to worm their way into these federal organizations. That's a good synonym for lie. Flow. Yeah. I'm wrapping my head around yeah. that euphemism. Outflow yeah. false Synerg- data. Synergize the dishonesty. <laughs> also, your name's already Wolf. Agent Wolf is better Agent than Agent Wolf. I was going to say. The names are bugging or me, Or Silver Robert. Wolf, or I don't know. Silver Wolf. Agent Silver Wolf. Red Fox? No, wait, that was Agent Red Fox. <laughs> Snow Wolf. White He's Fox. got a filthy sense of humor, but he gets shit done. Speaking of fables, you know what's not a fable? What? Products? Oh, yeah, they're, they're real. Your, heart, your heart's so in this, man. They're very, you know what? I don't need the guff. need the guff! <laughs> See, I throw the bagels, they yeah. come right back to me. Hey, th- those are some products. Yeah. The yeah. services are real, but we the are not. The services are real, yeah. and the, uh, the throwing bagels are real. My current throwing bagels are everything bagels, kettle-boiled and health-baked sliced, the bagel that won the West. And they're bruising Did- badly, which I didn't think bagels were supposed to do. The bagel that won the West? Did I these- didn't know that, yeah. Did these... Wipe out the Cherokee? What, yeah. How, is this, are these oh, genocide no. bagels that I'm throwing on the wall? Those I bagels. mean, they're everything, so they're definitely genocide, plus, I guess, everything else. That's not cool. Thousands mm. of American bison died with those bagels embedded in their skulls. Mm. Sophie, I, I, I want bagels that didn't commit genocide. Fair. Yeah, fair. Also, these expired February 25th. So I want fresh throwing bagels. <laughs> Actually, the expired ones work a little bit better. So, uh, check out these ads. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We're back. I shouldn't have come back when I was eating. Yeah, right when you. Well, you fully control when you come back, so that was your choice, and mm-hmm. you, you should live with it. <laughs> That's number three mm-hmm. for those keeping track. I hit some equipment with that one, but Daniel says it's fine. We've returned from uh, examining the mm. ads and examining the antiquated the... woodworking tool, and I, for one, will purchase one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. delicious products or services. <laughs> now. What's not delicious is the throwing bagels that uh, apparently are genocide bagels. Yeah, I think they're genocide bagels. I would like to apologize to genocide victims for throwing genocide bagels. I've heard a lot of words in my time on this earth. I've never heard the combination tasty genocide. I mean, I I don't know. I don't eat bagels. I just throw them. So I don't know if they're tasty. (laughs) Mm. I can say these are the bounciest of the bagels. Oh, you're not even vouching for these bagels as edible? That's why they're throwing bagels, Michael. All right. Yeah, I assumed a throwing bagel could sort of retire and end its life in, in my little mouth. <laughs> Is that not a possibility? I'm not going to say you can't, but <laughs> that's not their purpose. Okay. They're everything bagels, so you can do anything with this, them. This bagel is my everything yeah. now. <laughs> Including genocide. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately. I guess, yeah, they really are everything Well, if a bagel's bagels. everything, it's all good and all it's evil. It's all good it's all and all It's all on there. Yeah. That bagel both... Invented the seatbelt and killed John Benet Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And Everything. And is the spirit of Christmas. And is the spirit of Christmas as well as the spirit of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And is that right wing <laughs> college kid who led the campaign against wearing seatbelts and died in an accident that he mm-hmm. would have lived through if he had worn his seatbelt? Mm-hmm. There's it's <laughs> all in the bagel, people. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten too invested in the philosophy of what an everything yeah. bagel is. The right. cream cheese is Hitler. I don't ask why. It's <laughs> always been that way. I, don't, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's what get back to <laughs> Ron Hubbard's life. It's a little bit of bagel. It's a little bit of bagel. So uh, the Guardian office agents were uh, infiltrating, you know, all, all these federal agencies, the uh, the IRS, the DEA, the Coast Guard. Much of the data gathered, like the IRS files copied by Agent Silver, was collected in order to help the church deal with its mountain of pending audits. At this point, it was not a religious institution in the legal sense of the word, but it was still refusing to pay taxes, so the IRS was not super happy. So it still had not secured the religious exemption? No, that wasn't <clears> until <throat> mm-hmm. much later. Now, the Guardian's office also used their connections to the U.S. government to dig up dirt on their political enemies, particularly journalists who dared to write about them. According to the L.A. Times, quote, The Guardian office saved the worst for author Paulette Cooper of New York City, whose scathing 1972 book, The Scandal of Scientology, pushed her to the top of the church's roster of enemies. Among other things, Cooper was framed on criminal charges by the Guardian office members, who obtained stationery she had touched and then used it to forge bomb threats to the church in her name. You're like the Nazis or the Arabs. I'll bomb you. I'll kill you, warned one of the rambling letters. The church reported these threats to the FBI and sent the fury of the bureau crashing down on poor Paulette Cooper. She was indicted by a grand jury for making bomb threats and for lying under oath about having made the bomb threats. The truth did eventually come out, but it took two years and cost Paulette $20,000 in legal fees and $6,000 in psychiatric treatment. Now, Hubbard actually hated Paulette enough that he had the Guardian's office dedicated an entire operation to destroying her, codenamed Freakout. I found an article where she recites a small list of the things they did before reporting those fake bomb threats to the FBI. What are you doing at work today, honey? We're destroying this one woman. We're destroying this lady. She wrote a book. Yeah, we're in Q2. I'm hoping by Q4 she'll be contemplating suicide, you know. (laughs) That's the goal. You know, we all get a bonus if it happens before Q4. Also, did the agents who infiltrated the IRS... Like 99% of the time have to just keep up their cover by doing tax so. returns? I think so. I want to yeah. know if a Scientologist operative ever just processed my taxes by chance. <laughs> well, not a, if you were filing taxes in the late 70s. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
That's but, I have a very bad tax cheat, which is <laughs> I've been filing taxes since before I was born. I'm hoping it'll pay off. In the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna stop paying taxes <laughs> yeah, early. You wanted early. to stay in the yeah. plus column. Uh, here's Paulette Cooper. Quote. I soon got used to telephone death threats, harassing calls, and lawsuits. I was occasionally followed, often conspicuously, as if to upset me, and people seemed to be trying to gain access to my apartment. Then, in the basement of my small building, I discovered alligator clips on my phone wires, likely the remnants of a phone tap. Next, my cousin, who was also short and slim like me, was in my apartment alone when a man arrived with a flower delivery for me. When she opened the door, the intruder pulled a gun out of the flowers and put it to her temple. Fortunately, the gun jammed, misfired, or was empty. The man then began to choke her, and then when she pulled away and screamed, he ran off. The police said afterward that they were mystified because there appeared to be no motive for the attack. I quickly moved to a safer doorman building, but soon afterwards, 300 of my new neighbors received an anonymous smear letter about me, outrageously describing me as a part-time prostitute with venereal disease. They really showed uh, mm-hmm. control with the part-time, though. They're like, don't yeah. drag her through the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a full-time. No. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a... Like, that's a you a know hit. the reason why they chose part time too is that they're like she can't even be a full prostitute <laughs> that's a different way to take it uh, yeah she hasn't but made you know varsity. it's the one they took yeah she hasn't yeah, made yeah. varsity sex work yet yeah, yeah she can't she can't entirely subsist off of that yeah so she's got to do the writing books about God. scientology thing as an off game there's just worse lies and worse lies yeah now, much as I do love talking about the wacky schemes of L. Ron Hubbard, it's important to remember that for every botched fake hit and run, which is just genuinely whimsical and funny, mm-hmm. right. someone like Paulette Cooper was subjected to insane, almost unimaginable torment for the crime of writing a, a book that angered L. Ron murder. Hubbard. Yeah. Straight, uh, Poor woman. Yeah. Well, it seems like it might have been actually just a torture technique, like where they were never planning to shoot her. But like, that's a thing that you'll do. Like, I, I talked to someone who was in an Iranian prison and mm-hmm. tortured for a while, and fake executions were a common thing. The CIA did it too with people sure. who captured in Iraq, where you put a gun to their head and pull the trigger but it's not loaded because like that just really fucks with people i guess because he went on to choke her it it makes you imagine like he really was sent to kill her but a jam is also pretty unlikely yeah like as a torture rehearsal like uh like just just to fuck her up oh yeah yeah like like yeah they'll execute a prisoner of war with a Gun so, that has no bullets right, to be like to be psychologically. Ah, you, now you're now fucked you're up. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy you're your next thinking, forty years. Yeah. <laughs> Now, meanwhile, back in Operation Snow White, over the months and years, Scientology spies had made their way into the Department of Justice, placing an operative as the secretary to an assistant U.S. attorney who handled the mountain of FOIA requests filed by the church, uh, Freedom of Information Mm -hmm. Act requests. Uh, This was the surface legitimate goal of Operation Snow White. Hubbard framed it as a perfectly legal blizzard of Freedom of Information requests aimed at trying to figure out just why so many people thought the Church of Scientology was a nefarious entity. Now, because... Uh, Yeah, I'm usually pro-FOIA. Like, FOIA has been a force for good mostly yep not not in this case no. <laughs> so because many of these FOIA requests pertain to records that were critical in ongoing investigations into the church's rampant criminal activity the church would be denied the right to see them which is you know part of how FOIA works the church's man in the justice department would be able to like know when they were like okay with their request of this document it's being denied and so he would get a copy of the document they were getting denied and then smuggle them out to church authorities mm. so this is why they were placing <clears throat> so guys they knew in the DOJ. What, what sent Everyone was on. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, the IRS was L. Ron Hubbard's greatest nemesis outside of the concept of psychiatry, and they were where his guardian office focused most of its efforts. At one point, an office operative managed to bug an IRS conference room by wiring a recorder into a wall socket that allowed him to listen in on agency meetings via his car's FM radio. At another point, two Scientologists used their faked IRS credentials to get inside government archives and photocopy documents related to the church. Now, the head of Operation Snow White was again Mary Sue Hubbard, and when it all came crashing down, spoiler, she is the one who would take legal blame. But basically everyone who has studied the church, or Hubbard, agrees that he was the center of the whole conspiracy. Yeah, it's almost like people who are scared that everything is conspiracy make conspiracies. Yeah, do nothing but create conspiracies. Yeah, Yeah, because the worldview. And it's... Yeah. It seems like every uh, everything is the mafia. Like mm-hmm. like everything works like the mafia. They're out to get you. Yeah. Right. It's the same. You just shift the blame yeah. to a lower down person and, there's and the keep the, you know. Concept of lieutenants or made men kind right. of stuff. Yeah. Avon's, Avon's in the clink for a year, mm-hmm. but we yeah. got Stringer on the outside. Yeah. And yeah. he can run messages to Weebay, whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. you need. <laughs> yeah. And in, in, in L. Ron Hubbard's case, he's he's Avon Barksdale. Yeah. I guess. Except but, for he never t- spends mm, time in a cell. Yeah, because he's a mythical... He's He's more of a mythic figure. Yeah, I do think this is also the first time I've heard of spy work that is too boring to contemplate doing. Oh my Someone's god! Like, like, do you that... want to be a spy? Yeah, dude. Okay, 
go into this IRS office yeah. and install a bug. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Now sit in a van and listen to what IRS people say yeah. all day, yeah, every drive day. Drive around listening to the IRS radio. Yeah. Yeah. Are we cops? Yeah. <laughs> kind of the opposite of cops. Yep. Yeah. New cops. Spock? Yeah. Is cops backwards? I don't know. Is Spock cops? That's not how that works. It's cops. No. Spock? Oh, yeah, it is. Spock? It is. Cop, yeah. Cops backward or Spock. Because they're yeah. illogical. I've always said that uh, that Commander Spock is the opposite of a cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know why? Mm, the blue uniform. No, that doesn't living work. Living long, uh, live long and prosper. Uh, I'm looking for the pun. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't have anything there. Uh, okay, you're just hoping someone <laughs> yeah, was, I was hoping I somebody was going to pass that ball somebody back. Somebody comedy now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, we failed. That's you know highly what? illogical. You Hand over fail. your badge and gun. Yeah. yeah I'm throw these oh, bagels. Ah! Right back at my feet. Number four. I, you know, I hate the genocide they were complicit in, but they're damn good shove- throwing bagels. Mm. Really good throwing Ooh. bagels. Freudian slip, shoving bagels. Those are Could different bagels. Be next. Mm-hmm. You need a littler bagel. Most orifices are small. Bagel bites. <laughs> yeah, good for yeah. shoving. I, I put bagel <laughs> bites. Ba- throwing bagels can be big. Shoving bagels need to be small enough to fit in most <laughs> to, holes. To just kind of ease in there. Call yeah. me old fashioned, but I like just a good old fashioned walking bagel. A little walk around town. <laughs> just uh, you can grab on it. Yeah, it's not got too much on the outside. Mm-hmm. That's a good walking bagel. Back to evil. Yes. Oh, I was, I was ready to talk Lies. about shoving bagels more. Because, you know, if it's bagel bites, they make their own lube. <laughs> Do they now? Back to Scientology. Uh, bagel bites. Michael they Meisner. Yeah, real good. <laughs> Michael Meisner, who was the fake victim of the fake hit and run aimed at destroying the mayor of Clearwater, was also a major part of Operation Snow White. He personally broke into the Department of Justice several times and organized the copying of tens of thousands of secret files. Under Meisner's direction, decoding equipment was installed to provide direct, secure communication between church headquarters in Clearwater and the Guardian's office in Los Angeles. After Virginia, O. Ron Hubbard himself wound up hiding next on Overland Avenue in Culver City, California. <gasps> Literally, yeah, that was about a block away from my first home in Los Angeles. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's where Hubbard hid after he decided he'd spent too much time in Georgetown and he had to get out of the East Coast. Wow. Yeah. 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 So in mid-1976, with Operation Snow White at its height and Hubbard living in his third undisclosed location since returning to dry land a year ago, Mary Sue Hubbard finally joined back up with her husband to warn him about some major problems not related to the fact that they were conducting the largest infiltration of the federal government in U.S. history. See, it turns out that living on a series of boats and searching for gold for like a decade, committing a vast and dizzying cray of financial crimes, spying on the government, and living in a series of safe houses is kind of bad for someone's family life. Mm. He blew up those imaginary submarines. Yeah, he did, he did blow up those imaginary <laughs> oh, yeah, submarines. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, claiming it. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't the uh, racist guy do it too? Yes, yes. Yeah, the guy uh, who George made White Lincoln Power, Rockwell. Yeah. They, they made the same lie. What? So it's almost like there's a... It's There's a cons- continuity of liars yeah. and like be- wanting to be awesome and making your own myth. Y- you know that song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but with blowing up a Japanese submarine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like cred on, yeah. in those circles. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the things were not great with the Hubbard family at this point in time. Uh, his daughter, Diana's marriage was falling apart. His son, Quentin, was ostensibly in the Sea Org, but was constantly out of pocket and battling crippling depression. And worst of all, L. Ron Hubbard's daughter, Suzette, was dating non-Scientologists. Now, Mary Sue suggested that all of these problems could be solved by providing the family with a little bit more stability. So, using some of the church's literally infinite funds, they bought a gigantic compound in Southern California named La Quinta. The family moved in that October. For a while, all was well. The Commodore's messengers noted that he seemed to be much more relaxed and happier after moving into his new ranch. This did not last long. On Wednesday, November 17, 1976, Hubbard received dire news. His son, Quentin, had been found dead in his car in Las Vegas, the victim of a successful suicide. Mm. Mary Sue wept. L. Ron Hubbard screamed. That stupid fucking kid. That stupid fucking kid. Look at what he's done to me. Whoop. Yeah. What happened to blaming the Thetans, dude? Yeah. yeah well. Like, he should fall to his knees and go, Thetans! Thetans! You stole my boy! Yeah. <laughs> I will you come stole at you. my boy, Snake Thetans! <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. yeah, that's tragic. Yeah. yeah. According to Bareface Messiah, quote, 
The Guardian's office, meanwhile, had moved swiftly to handle the situation. Its local representative in Las Vegas was a pit boss at the Sands Hotel by the name of Ed Walters. I had been working as a covert operator for about eight years, he said. I had secretly tape-recorded a psychiatrist and got him to talk about lobotomies to try and discredit him, and I had bugged the meetings of the Clark County Mental Health Association. Things like that. I worked on anything that org considered to be a threat to the Hubbards. Who's he saying this to? This is what he said to the author of Barefaced Messiah. Okay, so yeah. you, he presumably got deprogrammed. Yeah, he, he, he at some left point. the church yeah. at some point. Okay, he was just a classic casino pit boss slash spy for the Church of Scientology. There, right. There's your mob <laughs> connection right yeah. there. Yeah. What, so what info is he getting though? Like stuff like this. They want dirt on a psychiatrist, so he gets this guy drunk and bugs him talking about committing lobotomies. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess lobotomies are pretty cool. We should do them more. <laughs> and he's like, like got, you. Yeah. got you, got you, motherfucker. Ching, another <laughs> good ass day for Ed Walters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway this is Walters again quote when they found out Quentin was here I was told to get a hold of all of his medical files there was apparently evidence that he had had a homosexual encounter shortly before he was found and they didn't want anything like that to get out there was a girl Scientologist working in the hospital in a very secure position and she got all the reports on Quentin and gave them to me and I handed them over to the guardian's office Quentin was cremated the next day those who knew him suggest that he probably just wanted out of Scientology but couldn't think of a way to do so without ending his own life according to Ed Walters you don't just leave something like Scientology. You quit and then instantly become an enemy. He knew his father violently attacked anyone who betrayed him, and he knew that the Guardian's office would be after him as a traitor. He had grown up in Scientology and would have been tremendously afraid of the world out there, full of wogs and evil people. I guess he just couldn't handle it. Now, L. Ron Hubbard probably would have yelled the same thing if he had left Scientology instead of killing him. What has he done to me? <clears throat> yeah, what right. has he done to me? Right. It's one of those things. It's crazy because, like— of course, they have some people in Vegas. Like he's like they have this pit boss in mm-hmm. Vegas, and they have like a, a a lady working at a hospital. But like I feel like at this point, you get the feeling that at this point in the church's history, they have people like that in, in pretty much every city, every major city. Yeah, in the they've United they've States, they've got right. Scientologists scattered around who they can trust to like. Yeah, we need you to get some pull some medical records for mm-hmm. us. We need you to bug this conversation. We need you to right. get this guy wasted or whatever. That's like, almost the more baffling part because yeah. I can. I can wrap my head around the concept of pe- crazy people doing crazy stuff because they want to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they convince in mass yeah. all these people of different walks of life that are applicable in the way of like, oh, I can get I can get information from them. Like that's just what is that demographic consistency? Well, you you got to keep in mind one of the things he's saying at this point in time. This is you know the Cold War's pretty ornery in like the late mm-hmm. 70s this is not that long before red dawn comes out so people, right that, so fear is high fear is high l ron hubbard one of the ways he's billing scientology is like this is the tech which is like his term for their their religious stuff this is what's going to save the world this is right. what's going to like make a, a nuclear war possible so he, like all of you are like as, as as like the guardians of this sacred knowledge that i've brought from space mm-hmm. all of you mm-hmm. are like integral in saving the world so these people like view themselves as secret agents you know, for in the cause of, of the salvation of humanity, right. which if you're just like a pit boss or a lady working in a mid-level position at a hospital and you want some excitement in your it's life, desirable, yeah. it's cool, right? Like you get to be a secret <laughs> spy, bug these evil psychiatrists or whatever. Also ironic that the only place he didn't befoul with horrendous crimes is space. Like yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that's the only place he's innocent. He's totally got the underground. Oh, he did, he got he the did try to. He wrote letters to NASA saying At, that, like, you're I, not going to uh, get into space without our help. That's why I mentioned yeah. it, is I bet your bottom butt that this is a guy who genuinely wanted to go to space. You oh. can, I mean, I used to read his sci-fi books because mm. I read all sci-fi books. And you, it was genuine. He loves yeah, space. He loves him and space. And we're all grateful that he didn't make it there. <laughs> no, it didn't need L. Ron Hubbard. God. You know what else doesn't need L. Ron Hubbard? What? Mm. The wonderful products and services that hey. support the show with their advertising dollars. Why would they? They're fully actualized. They're yeah. fully actualized. I've heard about these. These services? Yes. And the products? Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's all hear about them some more. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. 
and there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back. Now, I want to be clear here. When I quoted uh, Mr. Walters earlier, he said that uh, L. Ron Hubbard's son was scared of a world filled with wogs and evil people. Now, my Australian listeners will note that the word wog is a racial slur in that country, but it also has a totally separate meaning in Scientology. So Walters was not being racist against anyone there. L. Ron Hubbard used the term wogs to refer to normal people who were not members of his sweet-ass space cult. He defined a wog as, quote, Like muggles. It means like muggles. muggles. And it sounds like muggle. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, it, it, it... Hubbard said a wog is, quote, a common everyday garden variety humanoid. He is a body. He doesn't know he's here, etc. He isn't there as a spirit at all. He is not operating as a thetan. He's such a special boy. He's, he's not a special boy. Operating as a thetan. Yeah. I but still don't even, because be. I thought you were trying to get rid of the thetans. Well, but you are a thetan too, right? I think. Okay. So, like, you're not operating. You don't realize you're a space ghost and try to inside uh-huh. a meat sock. Yeah. yeah. There's it, good thetans and there's cheating thetans. So... <laughs> And you're saying they had locations all across the U.S. at this time. Oh, yeah. They're fucking everywhere, it man. It sounds like oh, there's yeah. space ghosts. Coast, coast to coast. coast. <laughs> ah. All right. Well, the episode's over. That, yeah, that, that joke's that. all we needed. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next week. I'm sorry. We pre-wrote that. We're all Scientologists. Yeah, we're, we talk about oh, jokes all the time. We're really selling everyone uh, on the cult. joking me. Hey, that wasn't an actor, though. The, that, that's that true. One that's was real. true. That yeah. one was real. Might have been Tom Cruise. Probably not. Uh, definitely not. Shouldn't be slandering a rich millionaire. He also mm. runs too fast to ever believably be hit by a car as a pedestrian, yes. I yeah. think. <laughs> Just wouldn't buy it. I also think if he if he came after you wanting to kill you, he'd probably do the job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like Tom Cruise could have very easily been a special forces guy or a murderer for hire. I mean, this is the kind of guy that with his fuck off money, yeah. he just has like a compound where he learns martial arts. Yeah, where he stuff. learns how to destroy things. Yeah. So you were worried about the legal ramifications of slandering him by saying he might have been that guy. But you immediately also yes. want to say yes. he's probably good at murdering. I mean, I think I think he would be yes. the first to admit that. Sure, 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 like, sure. He would be hypothetically a great murderer. I, when you talk to guys who like do like train Hollywood actors for gun stuff, the two people they note as being like they these guys don't really need any help mm. is uh, is is Tom Cruise and, and Keanu. Keanu. I know Keanu. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the the all Wick? the movies he's been yeah. in, where yeah. he's had to shoot guns. And if you see him behind the scenes, he. He just tries hard. Yeah, he, he, he works really hard. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a great guy. Now, you remember those two Scientology agents who orchestrated the Department of Justice break-in back in 76? Mm-hmm. Well, after 11 months on the lam in early 1977, one of them broke and became an informant to the FBI. The Bureau had been on his case for the break-in, but the full story of the church's infiltration of the U.S. government was complete news to them. They opened a massive investigation into Scientology's sweeping infiltration of the United States government. 
The investigation would culminate in a June 1977 raid that is still one of the largest raids in the history of the FBI. 134 agents with crowbars and sledgehammers tore through Scientology HQ in D.C., as well as their offices in Los Angeles. They carted away tens of thousands of documents, including the plans for Project Normandy, revealing the church's secret goal to establish area control in the city of Clearwater. The resulting court case led to 11 Scientologists, including L. Ron Hubbard's wife, Mary Sue, being convicted and sentenced to up to five years in federal prison. L. Ron Hubbard was named by the grand jury as an unindicted co-conspirator, a term we all know very well now, uh, but the seized files did not link him directly to any crimes. He maintained his innocence up until the very end. According to the Justice Department, quote, The crime committed by these defendants is of a breadth and scope previously unheard of. No business, office, desk, or file was safe from their snooping and prying. No individual or organization was free from their despicable conspiratorial minds. The tools of their trade were miniature transmitters, lockpicks, secret codes, forged credentials, and any other device they found necessary to carry out their conspiratorial schemes. By the way, it's worth noting that while this is happening at the height of the Cold War, the Soviet government never managed to infiltrate the United States in nearly as comprehensive or extensive a fashion mm-hmm. as the Church of Scientology did. Like, it seems <clears throat> like they should have been trying to infiltrate the Church of Scientology. It's like talk to the people yeah. who really are making uh, progress. Yeah, they fucking nailed wise. it. Now, those are the facts of the case as they exist in reality, but they are not the facts of the cases admitted by the Church of Scientology. Right. In the immediate aftermath of the raid, they accused the FBI of Gestapo-like brutality, which would be true if the Gestapo handed out five-year sentences for massive and sweeping infiltrations of the Third Reich <laughs> rather than just shooting people. <laughs> they, they had crowbars, They Robert. had crowbars. Uh, the Stand League builds itself as an advocacy group of Scientologists fighting bigotry against their religion. The name is an acronym for Scientologists Taking Action Against Discrimination. You have to use the in and against for the acronym, which isn't Stop. really a great acronym procedure, <laughs> yeah. but we all, we all cut corners all right. now and again. Sure. I use expired throwing bagels, like nobody's mm. perfect. Mm. Uh, I found an article published on the Stand League's website about the Snow White program. Here's how they describe it. The Snow White program refers to the program written by Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard in 1973 for the purpose of legally correcting and expunging the plethora of false government reports about the Church of Scientology, its leaders, and members through strictly legal means. Uh, it's a big tip off for legal. legal yeah. twice yeah. in a P.S. Yeah. Legal. Yeah. P.S. Legal. P.S. Just legal. think about the word legal and think of me. <laughs> yeah. The Stan League asserts that L. Ron Hubbard did not remotely contemplate anything illegal. Of course not. Who's Famous got... law follower L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Who's got yeah. two thumbs and is legal? This guy. This guy. Yeah. I got to get back on my boat now. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap my baby again. No <laughs> collusion. Oh, my wife, though. Damn. It sucks how she sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's rough. Now, it is impossible to disprove that to a point of certainty, which is why L. Ron Hubbard himself was never convicted of anything. Mm -hmm. But I want to emphasize this. Come the fuck on. We all know all of this is known information. It's true. (laughs) Now, we're not done with the story of L. Ron Hubbard yet. And in our next episode, which I'm very excited for, we're going to talk about the last phase of his life where he became an auteur filmmaker. And a singer. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hell Can yes. Can you believe LRH has I this much so gas hyped. left this in the tank? Is, like, and it, does I it even so involve hyped. Battlefield Earth? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, buddy. Oh, okay. Does it involve Battlefield oh, wow. Earth? Fuck. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, what a juicy treat at the end. of So many people come on the show and at some point in the hour go, yeah, this has been really depressing. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you got all the sad stuff out of the way. I mean, there's uh, been sad yeah. shit. But man, the next one's going to be a treat. It is going to be a treat. (laughs) But before we close this episode out, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the town of Clearwater, Florida. Now, the Fort Harrison Hotel was renamed by the Church of Scientology to Flagland Base after renovations were finished. It became, and is today, the chief training center for Scientologists studying the highest levels of whatever the hell Scientology is. Since 1980, three Scientologists have died at Flag Base. One of those dead was a young woman named Lisa McPherson, who died of a blood clot caused by dehydration and bed rest after 17 days locked in room 174 of the former hotel. Josephus Haveneth was found dead in a bathtub in his room. The water was hot enough to have burned his skin off. The official cause of death was drowning, but the coroner noted that he was found with his head above the water line. Herbert Pfaff died of a seizure in the hotel after he ceased taking his seizure medication in favor of a Scientology-approved vitamin program. And this is the hotel from The Shining you're describing, right? Yeah, this that's is the essentially hotel? Yeah. what they turned yeah. this building into. Don't go in room 174. <laughs> Don't. 
1997 alone, the Clearwater Police received 160 emergency calls from Flag Base. At no point were they allowed to enter. <laughs> for most of Scientology history, the church was in constant arrears for failure to pay state and local property taxes. Scientology was brought to court numerous times by the city and the IRS for this. Luckily for the church, they eventually succeeded in having Scientology declared a religion, which granted them tax-exempt status. The way they did this was pretty fascinating. They basically bombarded the IRS as an organization and individual IRS executives with lawsuits until they got their way. We'll probably talk about that in detail in a later episode. Mm. According to a recent report in the Tampa Bay Times, the Church of Scientology currently owns more than $260 million in property in downtown Clearwater. Most of these buildings are empty and undeveloped, and many in Clearwater blame the church for the fact that downtown Clearwater has remained incredibly underdeveloped compared to downtown St. Petersburg and Tampa. The church is able to exercise a huge amount of control over the city of Clearwater due to their ownership of much of its downtown area and the economic power of their religion. According to FSU News, quote, Scientology leader David Miscavige introduced a retail strategy to Clearwater's Community Redevelopment Agency. The plan requires use of not just property owned by the church, but also every property in a three-block by four-block area that encompasses all of downtown. The plan involves attracting a few major retail brands and then filling open spaces with hand-picked businesses, similar to an outdoor mall. The proposal will give the church total control over the downtown area in regards to development and management of properties. The church's redevelopment plan has not yet been made public, nor will it be subject to a vote. Cool. Why do you need that? Like, why? I don't understand what the yeah. area. He's like, this church is important to me. I made trillions of dollars, but I need area control. Mm-hmm. What's area control? Well, I want to decide if there's a Sparrows or, you know, an old spaghetti factory there. Well, and this I is, want it to be what I want it to be. This is, it's like, who gives a shit, dude? This is the decision of his predecessor. Because yeah. it, I, like, for L. Ron Hubbard taking over this town, which the church controls like 40 years later today, uh-huh. this was like a two-week project for him right like he was he was there for like a month or so uh l ron hubbard himself never spent more than a couple of days actually inside the city limits of Clearwater. like they still control this and it was just sort of a vague plan of his for a couple of weeks before he moved up to georgetown take and grew right. weird. town that's yeah. i like it take it for with these me. mythic <laughs> figures yeah like uh uh the the entire sea org is just like whatever he said what what yeah. beautiful drippings came out of his horrible ma <laughs> you know we need to make that a religion cuz there's only so much that he said. Yeah. I mean, he said a lot, but... It's like there's still people in Clearwater who have to deal with the consequences of L. Ron Hubbard's passing fancy. Right. Like, yeah. every day. <laughs> well, I guess we have to justify this shit. Yeah. I also kind of want to go there now, because mm-hmm. I didn't know there existed, like, a company town for yeah. Scientology. Yeah. yeah. There sure does. Where I got to imagine, because they're freaking annoying to be around... They must have pushed out anyone who had an easy opportunity to leave or felt like. So by now, 40 years later, I just want to go to a town where you're like 90% certain everyone around you is a Scientologist at all times. Or another person gawking at all the Scientologists. I wonder wonder if there's ever at the time like uh, like – he would listen to music or like was really into stand-up comedian mm-hmm. and would like watch it and stuff. And then everyone was like, I guess that's another god amongst us. I you get the feeling from L. Ron Hubbard that he did not consume a lot of other people's media. Right. Sure. That's probably true. Yeah. We will be talking about Star Wars a little bit in the next episode. Ooh, I though. can't wait. This is gonna be uh oh. It is gonna be great. But first, you know what else is gonna be great? What? Is y'all plug in your pluggables. Oh yeah. <gasps> yeah, we're in the P zone. The P zone Welcome thought, to the Bazone. I thought that's the pizza zone. What's the cookie with that? that's a Pazuki. The BJ's the P zone, and we'll blast you with a, pizu- a bazooka full of pizukis. All right, guys. We have things we do. Throwing bagels are on the table. Plug your shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, he's, oh God. Uh, right. yeah, you're oh, under now. the bagels now. Uh, uh, my associate Abe here and I have a little outfit called Small Beans. It's a podcasting network and is about to branch into web video. Yeah. And uh, I think it's very important that you find out more about that at patreon.com slash smallbeans or on the Small Beans YouTube channel because we are right now in the process of producing... Uh, a little show where four friends sit around analyzing pop culture, accompanied by illustrations and clip packages. Yeah. And there's a good chance that a lot of your audience uh, likes that show because it feels familiar to them and exciting. No, (laughs) this sounds familiar to another show that I know you were on on in the past. It's unlike any other show. Well, well, this is uh, the launch of a legally distinct show from all Mm. other shows. I love legally distinct. um, Called... Af, uh, off hours. Off, off, off hours. hours. Off, off hours. hours. Off what hours. you do in your off hours? You analyze pop yeah. culture. You analyze pop culture. 
Hey, this is Robert Evans cutting in from the future. Uh, when we recorded this episode, uh, Off Hours was was not yet done. It was just a, a dream in Michael and Abe's uh, beautiful, beautiful eyes. Um, but now it is, in fact, a reality, and you can watch it right now on the internet if you go to YouTube uh, and look up Off Hours. If your life got rebooted, what kind would it be on the Small Beans channel? Uh, please check it out, Off Hours. If your life got rebooted, what kind would it be? It's 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 a fun show. It's uh, important to me because all of my friends are involved, and because internet comedy, if you don't know, is having some hard times these days. And uh, Michael and Abe and a, a, a good group of many of my former coworkers, who are all great people, are trying to keep it alive, uh, keep it user supported. Uh, you know, you know, avoid having to do ads, avoid uh, a lot of of that mess, and and try to make beautiful content that makes people laugh and makes the world more bearable. So please uh, go to the Small Beans channel on YouTube. Check out the first episode of Off Hours, share it with your friends, uh, donate to Small Beans, and and keep the world laughing. That's all I do in yeah. Or you hours. research horror. We, the reason case. we chose that name is because it, the acronym is O, like, oh, I might want to watch this. And oh. then F, fun, fun. F, friends. Fun friends. with friends. Fun's is, oh, fun with friends. Oh, fun with friends. And it's, you know, after your work hours. Yeah. It's it like after, after hours would have worked too. Yeah, it's you when can watch I, it after hours. If you <laughs> want. It's the kind of thing I would watch when I put down my throw-in bagels for the day and I pick up my relaxing bagels. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just unwind with the soothing, dulcet tones. I am pitching a Frasier episode that I think will convince you to throw a bagel or two at the yeah. screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, he might be bad. <laughs> yeah, Frasier might be bad. Guys, so many surprises like that and more yeah. <laughs> at patreon.com slash small beans. Small beans. Thank All right. You. I'm Robert Evans. Uh, you buy shirt. T public behind the bastards. You can buy a shirt. You buy shirts now. You can you can also just buy shirts in other places if you want a shirt. Uh, it's legally required in many outdoor areas in the United States uh, because of this fucking president um or you can uh listen to my other podcast it could happen here if you want to be sad it will it will make your day worse with knowledge listen to it and i have a twitter uh, and an instagram at bastards pod well sophie runs both of those i don't understand instagram it frightens and confuses me um but you can look at those things uh they exist they're in the world we have a website behind the bastards.com where you can find all the sources for this including barefaced messiah which you can find free online i think it's out of copyright i don't know uh i did buy a copy of it but you can also find it for free online just without wanted to torrenting increase the it. chance the church got a little of your money yeah well no they don't they didn't publish that book yeah, they do not like true, that man. book they hate the book <laughs> yeah, it's a re it's a hell of a read though like the speaking of cutting room floors as we were earlier the number of lrh stories that i didn't include in this podcast just because i couldn't make a 14-hour podcast right. about all ron hubbard fucking wild anyway I'm going to throw some bagels. Y'all continue your commute or your poop. Yeah! Ah! Number five. The episode's over. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.